Hey friends, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, Our weekend was pretty good. It was a little busy. My daughter was applying to colleges on Friday night, so there was that deadline that she had to meet. And then Saturday was the SAT. And you know, that's always fun getting your kid up at like six in the morning to go take a three-hour test. Um, But all was not lost. We ended up spending a really nice afternoon afternoon in Eastern Market and walking around and having lunch at one of the places that we always go to. Um, and it was really festive, actually. They had the Christmas trees out for sale and people were walking around. And it's really one of my favorite places in DC. Um, I used to live on Capitol Hill, and that was the first place I lived when I moved to Washington, DC. And I absolutely love that area. It made me fall in love with the city. Um, And it's a place that I'll actually miss when I move. Um, But the other thing that we did is we met a friend and we went to the Washington, D.C. Temple Festival of Lights. Now, the Festival of Lights is amazing. It's actually located in Kensington, Maryland. And Kensington is a sweet little area. Um, So if you ever are in this area, check it out. It has like all these little antique stores and there's a bookstore that I go to that I absolutely love and a couple good restaurants, and it's just a really cute little town. Um, but this DC Temple Festival of Lights is every single year, and it features over 400,000 lights, okay? And beautifully decorated Christmas trees when you walk inside um, the, the temple. And there's these beautiful crushes that feature nativities from around the world. It is it's like something that we do every single year. Um, and it's amazing. It just, it gives you this warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, the lights are incredible. And I thought they actually just kept them up all year and then just like lit them up when, you know, the holiday would start. But that's not the case. Actually, they put them up every year. That's 400,000 lights. And so when you walk in, it's just like, woo, you know, um, but they also have this nativity scene and it's huge. It's like lifelike. Um, and it talks about like there's a recording of, you know, the the story in Luke. Um, so you can watch that. It's very, very beautiful. And then you can walk around under the lights and then you can go inside. And that's where you see all these different trees that are decorated. Um, and the trees have like dolls from all over the world. Um, And then there's an area that you can go in and there are creches from all over the world featuring different nativity scenes. So I'm talking all over the world, Thailand, um, Korea, you know, Israel, the United States, the Philippines, Mexico, uh, Malawi. I mean, it just goes on and on. And it is absolutely beautiful. And, you know, the one thing that we said was how interesting, how beautiful that, you know, all these countries have a way of depicting the nativity scene that match what's in the Bible. Um, and that it, repre- you know, that it's this beautiful celebration of the life of Jesus um, as a baby, right? At the, the birth of Jesus. And so that was just really, um, it, it was really nice to go there and just kind of walk around and, and talk with friends, um, talk with my friend and my daughter went, and it was just really sweet. And then afterwards we, 
did a late night run to IHOP, which was fun too. Um, so yeah, it was a good weekend. Um, and then yesterday I did a little bit of Christmas shopping. Well, some Christmas shopping, I'll say. Um, I'm putting up decorations, but you know how that is when you have to take everything down and then put everything up, right? So I gave you guys some tips in the last podcast um, that will help you you know, kind of just get logistically organized the first week of December. Um, So that's, I need to take my own advice and do that. (laughs) But today I really wanted to talk about um, just a reflection on the birth of Christ in Advent. So yesterday was the first day of Advent. And if you celebrate Advent, then you may have done it in a couple different ways. We have um, a wreath that we put in the middle of our dining room table and we have the four candles and actually in the middle is the white candle that represents Christ and then there's four candles so there's three purple and one pink candle Um, and so every Sunday it's we put this or every Sunday, well, we actually light the candle that represents that week. So for example, on the fourth Sunday before Christmas, which was yesterday, we light the first candle. And this candle is called the prophecy candle. And this is the purple candle. Um, And then what we normally do is like, we'll have dinner at the table and then we will um, then have a, a a scripture reading. So one of the scriptures that we read yesterday was Luke 1, um, 30 through 31. And then there's like different uh, guides actually that you can use. But I won't get into the kind of particulars or specifics of Advent. Um, there are so many resources out there. A great one is modernhomemakers.org. And actually, there is a friend of mine who has a book on Advent, and her name is Jennifer. And she has um, a wonderful guide, and I will get that to you before the end of this podcast, um, the name of it. So you can pick it up or go over and visit her podcast. I know you will love it. Um, but today I was thinking, I yesterday I took a moment and I was watching this special with John um, MacArthur, I believe his name is. Anyway, it was on TBN. TBN is a really... Uh, I I like some of the things that they have on there. Um, There are some things that I really don't watch, but they have a couple shows that I really like. And this one was about, it's like, why the nativity? And it talked about, you know, the birth of Christ. And it's a two-part series. Um, And I thought it was really interesting. And I thought it was really well made. But it got me to thinking a lot about Mary. And, you know, Mary is just one of those... uh, women in the Bible that you just can read about her over and over again. And every time you do, you just gleam something else. And I did a whole podcast and actually a little, um, I would say like a, a PDF on Mary. And it was called There's Something About Mary. And it was a devotional, it was a study. And there's all these things that I found that, you know, that I learned from Mary. But as I was watching this and reading um, and just reflecting on her, I was thinking about how, you know, the birth of Jesus is such an extraordinary event, right? Um, But there were such ordinary, everyday, normal people 
that were such an integral part of this story, right? And we see Mary as this young unwed girl. Um, we see Joseph, um, you know, we see Elizabeth, we see Zachariah, um, but we see these people in this story, the shepherds, um, you know, that are witness to the most um, exquisite, extraordinary event that ever took place. And I was thinking about in these times, there was a couple things that I thought about, but one was, you know, I, I think there's a lot of fear, you know, in our world right now, right? There's fear about the wars that are happening. There's fears about um, violence and, you know, finances and politics and, you know, where the church is headed, right? Like, I mean, there's so, and even in our own homes, right? We can be fearful of people who, you know, we love getting sick and there's so much fear that plagues us. And I was thinking what makes this time so special is that we're really celebrating the one who came in to this world to take that fear away, right? We are celebrating the birth of Christ who came to this earth to sacrifice his life for our sins and to give us salvation. And with him, that fear dissipates, right? Um, it goes away. We can, we can let that fear, we can push that fear to the side because we know that God is sovereign, right? He has a sovereign plan. He is a God of order. And just like he chose Mary, to be the mother of Jesus. He chose this young, unwed mother. And I think about that and how, you know, that must have been, I can't imagine, um, you know, when the angel comes and says, hey, Mary, <laughs> you know, you've been chosen. Like, uh, you know, what that, what must have run through her mind um, to have this responsibility of bringing the Messiah into this world. And throughout this um story of the birth of Christ, you hear those words, be not afraid. And I think, you know, it was almost a precursor to the good news. It was the precursor to the good news, I think. Be not afraid because the, the child is coming that is going to save the world, right? Um, yes, we have the human fears that plague us throughout the, the day and the years, right? And, and we see these terrible things happening, but we can rest assured that there is, there is, um, there is salvation, right? There is a God who can hold everything in his hands. He can hold my, my small fears, right? Of like just little things, maybe it's, um, you know, the fear of having a deadline that I'm not probably going to meet or, or just like even, you know, the fear of my daughter going off to a new city by herself. Um, he can hold that fear and he can also hold the, the big, big fears of what we see happening in Israel and Palestine and the Ukraine and in our own um, schools in the United States, right, with the violence that happens here. He can hold all of that, and we can rest assured that God is sovereign, that he has a plan, and that he didn't leave us high and dry, right? He brought his son into this world. And what is amazing about Mary is that she did not hesitate, 
You know, like I think sometimes we are so, what I get from Mary is her willingness to obey God, her willingness to be a servant. Um, Even when it could have been, you know, the most difficult circumstances of living in that time and in that culture as a woman, unwed, you know, um, you're marrying a man and now you got to tell him you're having this baby, right? And like Joseph doesn't get enough credit because honestly, I mean, yes, he was thinking about it, but he obeyed God too, right? There was this willingness to follow the will of God. God gave the invitation and Mary accepted. And I think about, you know, how every day, I believe, if we're listening, that God is inviting us, right? Jesus is inviting us to do his will. And we just have to listen to what that will is, right? We have to stay in alignment through prayer and through um, study and, and really understand who the Lord is, but also listen to him and, and, and think about, you know, what is the Lord asking me to do? And I think that's going to be one of my meditations this Christmas, really, um, and throughout December is like, what is the Lord inviting me to do that I'm not obeying, right? That I'm not accepting that invitation. Because here's the thing, and I think that we can do this um, because of the fear, right? We can step back. We can shrink back from the invitation that the Lord is giving us. Um, And what we do is we rob others, we rob ourselves of the blessings that that invitation holds. So when we, you know, I think about that, like when God, when I know that God is saying, accept this invitation, Sheree, do this. Okay, I know you're afraid. I know that this is out of your uh, wheel zone, out of your comfort zone here, but do this because I am asking you to. And when I obey him and I listen to him and I follow through, that peace, um, that blessing is so much more than the fear, right? It's so much more than the fear. It's so much more rewarding than any fear that I ever felt. And I think that, you know, when I think of Mary, right? Even though the fear of being maybe stoned or outcasted by the family in in your town or, or who knows what could have happened to her, right? And we know that God protected her, but she, she, she said, okay, you know what? I'm going to obey God. I'm going to have the courage to do what the Lord says. And throughout it all, right? Throughout the birth of Christ, throughout when he was um, a young boy, um, up until the moment she saw him die on a cross, Mary took the road that God put in front of her willingly. And this Christmas, I really want to think about that, right? Like, what is the invitation that God is giving me that I may be kind of like hesitating on? Um, Because, you know, I I think that as we think about the birth of Christ and in Advent and and really reflection of, you know, what what that was not only to us, well, yes, to the world, but also to us personally, right? 
I think too often we get caught up, right, in the traditions and the gift giving and all of that. And even if we do Advent, like sometimes it's just mechanical. It's like, okay, let's light this candle. Let's, you know, do whatever activity comes next. Let's read this scripture. But are we really reflecting on it? Are we really meditating on it? And are we really applying it to our lives? Um, and just asking ourselves, what does the birth of Christ mean to me? You know, the other thing that struck me when I was watching um, that show on TBN was he mentioned how, you know, the shepherds were the first to see Jesus. And I thought, you know, it's so interesting because I never really thought about, I don't, I don't know why, because it seems like a pretty, you know, uh, a connection that's that would make sense. But I thought, you know, it's so interesting that we think that one of the names that we call Jesus is the good shepherd and how, you know, these shepherds came and saw the Lord, the baby Christ. And how that is so just, you know, I thought like, wow, like God is just amazing because when you read this this like this whole story of the birth of Christ and you you look at the people who are involved you know there are so many connections um and 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 it's just really incredible how again he chose the lowliest of people right in terms of the way society views them not that they're lowly um but the way society views them the most meek the most humble right not the people who are um you know in the royal courts right um he didn't choose a princess to have the lord to have christ no he chose mary a humble servant girl basically and then he chose these shepherds right and and I think about how God was, Jesus was called the good shepherd, you know, and how he brought the flock to him. And I just, yeah, I, I was just thinking about this and I just thought, wow, like, you know, this is such a, a sweet time to reflect on the birth of Christ and to really dive deep into um, the story and what that looks like for, for us in our personal lives you know, and I, I just, um, yeah, I just wanted to hop on with that reflection because I just thought that it was just a, it was just something that really stuck with me. And I do suggest you watch this on TBN. TBN's free, um, so you shouldn't have a problem watching it. But it's a two-part series on, you know, um, the birth of Christ. It's, it's why the nativity. John MacArthur, that's his name, and I just you know, I thought it was really good. I think it's something you can watch with your family. Um, I think they would love it. Um, and then you guys can talk about it. Um, and then Jennifer Elwood has a book out on, um, Advent and you can look at her podcast and I should put those notes in the show notes, but she has a podcast called the refuge pot, the refuge podcast. And this whole month, I believe, I'm not sure if it's the whole month, but I know that she is also talking about Advent and she has this book um, that I know you'll love. It's called Counting Up to Christmas, and you can find that on her website. Um, so yeah, definitely look at that. And 
you know, take some time to really dive into um, the, the story this, this Christmas season. And I'm going to come back on um, probably, you know, in the next couple of weeks and talk about, you know, just my reflections as I go through the Christmas story. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I think with Mary, I just, I'm always amazed by how much I gain from once again, reading about Mary, because it's, she is just such a role model to us as women about being obedient to the Lord, accepting his call, doing so willingly and having courage, right? Because it takes courage to choose obedience. Um, and what those blessings are that come from that, right? When we love the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, lean not on, you know, what seems um, rational or irrational, right? Like, because sometimes God will ask you to do things where you're just like, mm, I don't think so. Um, but just know that his plan is perfect for you right? He had the perfect plan of bringing Jesus Christ in the world to save us from our sins, to save the world if they chose to choose him, right? Um, And if he can do that, then he already has the perfect plan in place for you. You just have to listen to it. And I, I, you know, I, I love that with Mary, she just stayed faithful, right? And Luke 137 says, for no word from God will ever fail. And I think that's one of the most significant lessons that we can learn, right? When we are afraid of the unseen, when tragedy strikes, when we feel like the world is just like swallowing us whole, we need to stay faithful and trust in God's mighty power in our life. Um, you know, faith brings about miracles. Um, and those miracles are the testimonies that encourage other people. I, I mean, imagine like Mary is known throughout the generations of the world, right? Like she will be known until the end of time, of time. Um, and that's something to think about, right? Like she, her willingness to say yes, to accept the invitation, her story is so powerful that it has affected billions of people. And maybe your story won't affect billions of people. Maybe your testimony will affect that one person who it changes their life. Again, you do not always see the fruit of being obedient, right? And I think that's hard for us because you know, we are an instant gratification nation. <laughs> um, and I think especially, I think human beings in general, right? And I think it's gotten more so as things have become so quick and so easy for us, right? Um, you think about back in the day when people actually had to like sit down and like make the food, right? Now you could just like throw it in the microwave, it's done in five minutes, or you can go through a drive-through, right? And I think those are great inventions, don't get me wrong. I think that we have lost something in this hurried world of demand, right? Um, everything is on demand. You want to watch something, it's on demand. You want to cook something, it can be on demand too. But there's not that time of just like sitting down with something and just, um, you know, appreciating, you know, cutting the potatoes for dinner with your family um, and doing those things that 
you know, take time, but require you to be present. And I think that is why, you know, when we don't see the fruits of our labor right away, we can quickly give up. And I'm totally guilty of that. I'm totally guilty of that. Um, You know, the one thing I've learned with podcasting and blogging and writing and all of those things, right, is that you have this idea and you, you know, you think, hey, I'm obeying God, I'm putting it out there. And then you like pour your heart into something and like no one listens or no one sees it, right? Or, Or likes it or whatever. But that doesn't mean that it's unsuccessful. It doesn't mean that it's not meaningful. If you followed through on what God is telling you to do, then it's absolutely successful, right? And because it's God's will for you, you're obeying him. And again, you don't know how it's going to affect somebody who's going to see it. If you put it out there nowadays too, like, you know, it's so interesting because I was thinking about this, like how things live on through people, right? Um, or, or through our technology and how, um, you know, I'm so grateful that I have these like letters that my grandmother wrote um, about her, like about scriptures to her um, brother and they used to pass them back and forth. And I'm so grateful for them. And one of the, th- and I believe in the handwritten note, right? Like, I'm actually, I started a, a, like a journal for my daughter with different scriptures in it um, that I wanted her to have. And so I have written each scripture and then along with the scripture is something that is a, um, like just kind of a note from me saying, you know, something personal to her. And I believe in that. Um, but listen, you know, the things that you put out there, they can last nowadays, right? Like this podcast will probably be around, who knows? Maybe it won't be around after I leave. Maybe it will be around after I'm gone. But you know what? I don't know that, but things that I've written or something, you know, it it can carry on. And you don't know how God is going to use you to work into his plan. Um, And so, you know, that is just what I wanted to kind of talk about today. And as we just reflect in this time, um, you know, just on Mary and the courage that it took, um, that we all have that courage in us. Um, Maybe it's not through our human strength, but through the Christ, through the strength of Christ that strengthens us. So um, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will be back again with another reflection on Advent as I kind of dive deep into this season. And um, I hope you like the podcast. As always, if you did, please leave a review. I really would love to hear what you think. Um, And if you would like to be on the podcast, please do so by just dropping me a note. I would love to hear from you and I would love to connect. And again, if you want to listen to the Refuge podcast, her name is Jennifer Elwood and she will be talking about Advent and she has this book called Counting Up to Christmas. And I think she's even having like um, like a book giveaway or something. So check her out. I will try to put that link in the podcast notes and I hope you have a brilliant day.